you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about AEW's Dynamite, the first episode of Dynamite after Revolution. So we get Revolution Fallout, a couple new feuds being set up. We got a title change. uh, And of course, we were there in attendance. So we'll talk about uh, our time there at AEW. Dynamite, we got a little bit of news, but first want to say, hey, thanks to the Friendos for showing up at the Friendo meetup. Everybody that we were there at the show that came up to us was like, hey, everybody's so nice. I know. Everybody yeah. smells pretty decent. Uh, everybody's clean, seemingly, and uh, and everybody was very, very nice. Yes. So uh, shout out to the Friendos for yes, hanging out with so us. Much. Thank you. I guess we could talk about that kind of first, like. Larson, what was your? It, we haven't been to an AEW show since 2019, since Double or Nothing. We mm-hmm. haven't been to like a big wrestling show, not 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 counting Action Coast Wrestling. Yeah. But we haven't been to like a big televised wrestling show yeah, in, in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, in person experience. What was your take? So, like one thing I noticed the difference between Dynamite and Raw is that on Dynamite they didn't feel like there was as much downtime, and that's because. They have picture-in-picture commercial breaks where the matches will continue through picture-in-picture. And back, I know Raw does this now, but back when we used to go to tapings Raw or SmackDown, when there's a commercial break, everything stops. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't have any of those awkward moments where people can make their entrances for a promo and they don't have to stand there for two and two and a half minutes mm-hmm. while the commercial break runs. Right. Um, yeah. 
so that was the major difference. Um, it's still it's still a long a long evening of wrestling if you get there at the very beginning and stay till the end of Rampage because you got an hour roughly yeah. of dark elevation. You got two hours of dynamite. You got the 15, 20 minute turnover to get the ring uh, area ready for a rampage. And then you got about 30, 35 minutes of, of the wrestling aspect of rampage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was interesting that they shot rampage out of order. Mm, so yeah, that was interesting. The last match that we saw, I want to say what it is. Um, the two competitors made their entrance and then they start rolling the dynamite graphic on the Tron fireworks going off. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Oh, this must be the opening to Rampage. And it would, given the competitors involved, it was like potentially the most exciting in-ring match yeah. that they would have had of the night. But by that time, the crowd was kind of dead because yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I was, I was pretty spent at that point. And I think especially when it's like, you know, you and I have been crowing a lot lately about we like stories involved in our stuff. And yeah. Rampage this week seems to be like sort of matches just thrown out there, yeah. just matches, yeah. you know. Um, and so by that time, even though it was, it was two guys, I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be a really good match. Uh, and, and it did. It sort of it brought me up a little bit by the end of the taping. Yeah, picked up. But uh, it was, yeah, it was it was a lot. And that's just, you know, honestly, we're, we're kind of old. But the crowd had kind of died down at that point. Oh, yeah. Um, I like all the little promo stuff. Like Tony Khan came out to introduce, you know, the 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 taping basically, or the 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 televised taping, anyways. Yeah. Um. And so that was kind of cool. The Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, after you know the cameras were off, they did you know a promo running down Sacramento, and it was really funny. It was really entertaining stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, it wasn't you know it, I I had mentioned this on a pre-show. It sort of had the feel of. And, and you're, you're spot on when it comes to like WWE shows, at least last time I we went to a raw taping, which I think the last time I we went to a raw taping was that big double shot. It might have been for the Christmas show. Um, eight, like in 2018, I think it was. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't have the vibe that like the early AEW stuff had, like the early AEW stuff, like the double or nothing show we went to, which obviously was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all in before that, which obviously wasn't AEW, but it was a you know precursor, a precursor to it. Yeah. It was electric. It's yeah. a bit more normal now. You know, there's yeah. more kids there. Uh, it's it's a little bit more normal. And uh, and so it wasn't as electric as as it usually is. Uh, but, you know, Sacramento, we like our wrestling. Yeah. And so uh, so the crowd, you know, the crowd turned out for it. Um, but it uh, wasn't quite like, you know, a CM Punk comes to Chicago type crowd. No. But those are pretty no. those are pretty rare. No. I mean and not, and not every every city is gonna be a wrestling city like Philly or Chicago or right. New York. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You for know? sure. So mm-hmm. um before we get into the uh segment by segment breakdown, our general thoughts of what we saw on Dynamite last night. We won't talk about Rampage. Uh, we got a little bit of news here. And I got a question mm-hmm. for you, Steve. Yeah, sure. Who wants to bet on some wrestling? Do you want to bet on some wrestling? We do it all the time with channel points no, no, here no, on no, the no, Twitch no, 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 aspect not, of things. Do I'm we have a t- channel point prediction? We do that, going but I'm up. not talking about betting channel points, Steve. Oh. I'm talking about real money. Oh. Because CNBC what? is reporting the WB is, quote, in talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on high-profile matches and WB is working with the accounting firm EY, not Eric oh, Young. Oh, is that Eric Young? No, he didn't come Who to Who wants to, to gamble? Have Ernst you lost your sanity? It's your entire life savings. So that's that's actually pretty good. Ernst and Young. To secure uh, scripted match results in hopes that will convince regulators there's no chance of results leaking to the public. And according to CNBC, sports entertainment gambling could 
potentially dramatically alter how WWE uh, handles their creative, stating, quote, allowing gambling on certain WWE matches would alter how matches are produced and how storylines are created. In discussions about how gambling on wrestling could work, WWE executives have proposed that scripted results of matches be locked, locked in months ahead of time, according to people familiar with the matter. The wrestlers themselves wouldn't know whether they are, were winning or losing until shortly before the match takes place. And then uh, CNBC just kind of tosses in here at the end, which actually seemed like a pretty major development. <laughs> WWE is set to meet with potential buyers of the company next month in preparation for first-round bids. That's a big deal. Are we gonna? Are we gonna going in raw LLC? Gonna get in on that? What buying WB? At least put in a first round bid. Man, we got to get a lot of financing together. I can't offer much personally. Single quarter right here. Got I have no quarter. cash money on me whatsoever. So That's let's talk. Save that quarter. You can bet on WB. You can turn that quarter into billions. That's um, a terrible idea. It's a. Ter- it's a. Ter- it's this a is like one idea. of the worst ideas. It is terrible. It's it is an awful, awful idea. Um. Because even if you lock down, lock in finishes months in advance and, and, and give them to, to uh, uh, Eric Young to keep safe. Yeah, right. There's no guarantee that that stuff won't leak. Dude. And then, so I, I read a bit with, I guess Melster was talking about this on, on Wrestling Missouri Radio. And he was talking about how without knowing the finishes ahead of times, you can't foreshadow stuff. You can't build to the match yeah. via yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, you can't prepare stuff for after the match until it's actually after the match because you don't know yeah. the finish. Yeah. It just seems like in terms of how it would dramatically alter how they handle creative to such a degree that it's going to be potentially a major detriment to the creative process. When do they find out? Hours before the match. That still won't preclude a bunch of people finding out. I mean, I guess if betting closes day of yeah. or like the day before or something, injuries happen all sorts of stuff happen. This is this is asinine. Yeah, you, they can't like they might try to find a way. They might be successful. This is asinine. The the, the wrestling created even from a couple outsiders like you and I. This is stupid. Like yeah. I don't like this is this is incredibly silly to freeze out important people from the creative process. Like what's happening? I mean, look, we've heard people will show up day of and find out they're winning the title. Yeah, and I get that, but like. I don't know. This this seems really really silly. It it kills the ability also to make okay, one of the positives. Vince McMahon showing up and torpedoing natural finishes of storylines which should be going in one direction and then completely changing them. It might preclude him from doing that. But um but it you know, if if they have to be locked months in advance, and you see an opportunity to do something that would benefit the crowd reaction even more, changing mm-hmm. the cha- mm-hmm. the finish of a match. It it precludes you from doing that. Yep. Like I don't know, man. Maybe if it's like a matter of they take the SummerSlam main event, the Money in the Bank winner, a couple different things that are sort of maybe in a vacuum. When it's like, you know, uh, uh, last year at WrestleMania, Brock versus Roman, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They build to that. It's like, okay, they know that like they're going to know that they can know the winner of that match well in advance. Yeah. Because we all knew what was going to happen. And then you put bets on it. I guess there there is some universe in which this could work. There is some way in which this can work um, as long as they keep it to like a very few number of matches per year. Yeah. 
It can't be an entire card. That's impossible. Right. Yeah. That's impossible. You can't do that from a creative standpoint. Uh, uh, and, and, and trying to convince regulators that you can secure the results months in advance and keep that out from getting out. Mm-hmm. Wildly optimistic. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. It but seemed, that's the other. It yeah, seems that's more likely that results are going to get out if their decisions are made months in advance. Yeah, I know. I, I know. That's the other thing is like, okay, let's say you limit it to, I mean, how many people is, is how many people is it possible to, so you got some, what's the minimum number of people that need to be in the loop? Well, you think you got the creative writing staff, what? 20, 30 people. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That you ain't going to happen. You got, uh, you got Bruce Pritchard. Heyman mentioned, Heyman mentioned Heyman. around 10 people. Heyman mentioned around 10 people right. involved in the bloodline story. Yeah. That's just one story. Um, you got producers for matches outside of creative. You got triple H, you got Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're talking probably close to thirty people. Not you even, think, not even, yeah. not even talking about wrestlers yet. Even if, dude, even if you slice it in half and you say it's fifteen, still a lot. That's still kind of a lot of people, yep. you know. And and I don't know. It's this is this is. But I guess that's fifteen people. You can just sort of keep an eye on their bank accounts. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't. And and on top of that, there is a threat of, you know, I guess I don't know how what the insider trading equivalent in gambling would mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. because it's not like stocks. Um, but there's got to be some amount. Yeah, I think of, there's, there's got to be some, some sort of regulation or <laughs> right. something that says it. For you, knowing. If you know yeah. the outcome of something, you can't, you, and you bet on it for your own gain in, in advance, that's that's criminal. Yes. Yeah, but this is this is, this is kind of nuts. I'll be honest. This is kind of nuts. Yeah, this seems yeah. this seems pretty ridiculous to try to pursue something like this. I don't understand yeah. I don't mm-hmm. get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk. Do they stand? Play. I mean, do they stand to make like an ass load of money on that, on something like that? So, I mean, I would think maybe that if if they get this legalized and, and, and I would think probably the most likely scenario is not so much, you know, like sports books in Vegas, WWE wouldn't stand to benefit from it. But you look how, like, for example, the NFL has a partnership with DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I'm guessing the NFL benefits from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be my guess. You know, it, it to 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 for you know DraftKings, for example, to potentially be the official betting partner of WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. And that's how WWE would benefit from it. I would guess. Yeah, probably. I mean, they probably make a ton. I mean, if they're if they're actually exploring this, and they would put them in such a a, a pinch, uh, it would compromise their creative process to such a degree. That it would have to be worth it. Yeah. You know, it'd have to be like a, bo- a boatload of money. Yeah. Um. So, uh. so yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think they're doing this at all to like, I don't know, sweeten the pot for suitors? Like, hey, this is an idea that we're exploring that could make you even more money. I don't know. This, this, it seems like a potential minefield of this issue, you know, <laughs> this seems, I feel like this would run people away. You yeah, know? I know. <laughs> it's, I know. it's like. I don't want any part of that. That's so like stupid. what you're trying. Essentially what you're asking people is to bet on movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-mm. No. Good Lord. Could you imagine the pressure on referees? <laughs> you better Ooh. get this one right. I know. You can't have that. Like uh, remember the WrestleMania 19 main event. I was like, wait, Rhonda, what is her? She getting pinned now? What's happening? Yeah, right I know. Now? And they're like, I know. What's I know happening? The, the number of matches where there have been botched finishes where someone got pinned and they weren't supposed to. Yeah. 
Gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my goodness gracious. Gosh. Yeesh. That'd be a mess. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, Let's talk Dynamite. We were there. Um, I didn't watch the broadcast back. Um, you know, overall, I watched. I watched a bit of it. I yeah. watched. I watched a, a bit of it. I, we didn't really miss a whole lot. You yeah. Know? You know, it, traditionally, historically speaking, for AEW, the post uh, pay per view dynamites are, are, are not only a creative reset, but it's kind of like let's do something to kind of freshen things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you if you had debut at a, at a pay per view. Then that person would generally be on dynamite and kind of state why they're there, start getting involved in something. Um, and if we go back to our discussions about the, uh, AEW's creative woes prior to Revolution, even had a video on Friendo Club asking or saying AEW is broken. Mm-hmm. If we go to last night's dynamite post pay per view uh, edition, have they addressed any of those issues? At, at, at first, right now, based on what we saw not only on Dynamite and spoiler-free Rampage, I'm hesitant to say they have addressed many of those issues, overarching issues as far as how they approach creative. Um, you know, the stories are still largely motivated by, uh, or sorry, stories are set up to motivate matches and not much more. Um, I mean, I was I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled that Will Hobbs won the TNT title. Mm-hmm. You know he he we seen him we saw him wrestle years and years ago at SPW. Yeah. You know yeah. he's wrestled around here, and it's great to see him coming to AEW. Um, 
you know, at, like working uh, the YouTube shows, mm-hmm. and now he's TNT champ. That's awesome mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Uh, but when his victory, uh, or he's helped the victory thanks to QT Marshall, and I know they had some dealings back when Hobbs was feuding with Ricky Starks. And you can say, look, that's long-term storytelling. The issue with that, though, is, and it's the issue that existed then, is that QT Marshall, since we've seen him on AEW TV, has been largely ineffective in doing anything. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's not a threat. And mm-hmm. when you have yeah. Hobbs winning that TNT title, yeah. you're looking to elevate Will Hobbs to another level, but then you have him join forces with a guy who has never done anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it really hinders your ability to elevate Will Hobbs. Now, if, if Will Hobbs had started his own faction or something like that, and they help him win, yeah, or somebody in AEW who who is like from a competitive standpoint a threat, right, helps him. That's yeah. something. Yeah. Then you got a new force in AEW that needs to be reckoned with. But yeah, but you have Q, like literally QT walks out in a polo shirt, yeah. and like it's kind of a collective groan. It's like, oh, what is QT doing here? QT Marshall uh, is. Is, so there's a lot to unpack with what you just said in terms of like the overall thing, but to get to the specifics, QT Marshall led a losing faction. He led a, a faction of jobbers. He was a jobber. Yeah, like you can, you can, you know, he, he whatever you want to say he did behind the scenes, fine on TV. He is uh, his character is a loser. Yeah. So when he comes out and he helps Hobbs win, um, great for Hobbs. But now I'm associating his win with a loser of a character. You know, he and he's not really presented any different. He used to wear bowling shirts. Now he wears a polo. Mm-hmm. QT Marshall is a loser. And for him to associate with Hobbs, that it, that takes away from Hobbs. It it actually kind of did a couple things. It tainted Hobbs's victory uh, and and it made Wardlow look like an even bigger chump than they've already kind of made him look. Um so I, I don't know how this is all going to turn out. I mean, if, if they can somehow convince me that QT Marshall isn't hapless, good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, for the past three years, he's looked like an asshole on TV. That's mm-hmm. just the character that's been presented to yep. us. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to see Hobbs get that title, but it was done in kind of a shit way. Yes. Um, I did think, I will say this, and, and I think that, I'm not optimistic in terms of how they turn things around because last night you're right. Although I did think that, for example, you know, Ruby Soho had a pretty decent promo where mm-hmm. she laid out some very uh, valid reasons as to why she joined up with the outsiders and she used historical reference to do so. I thought that was pretty solid. I thought I was actually most interested in the idea that the trios titles we thought were kind of dead in the water. Now that the house of black cattle were like, who are they going to feud with? Two very high-profile acts next week are going to be vying for him. It looks like Jericho Appreciation Society, which was one of the biggest sort of top-lining uh, acts mm-hmm. in AEW, mm-hmm. are setting their sights on the trio's titles. Um, and so that's kind of a big deal. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the elite, are getting involved in that as well. So it looks like they're less of an afterthought now, and they're more, okay, at least until next week when this match goes down in Winnipeg, which should be a really hot crowd because of who's involved. Um, That stuff, the trios titles now a little bit hotter because of that. And on top of that, when we were asking the question, what's next for the acclaimed, one of the biggest acts in AEW, well, they've also got the Jericho appreciation society again, a big act coming after them, but trying to recruit them 
which is going to lead into a feud. And I don't know how that's all going to play out, but it is something a little bit different for the acclaimed. And I don't know that it's a step up from the titles, but it is a step up in terms of the quality of opponent because Jericho's group is a big deal. I know, but if it, it, as far as, as the acclaim goes, if, <clears throat> excuse me, if it were Jericho and Sammy Guevara stepping up, if it were even Sammy Sorry, and who? Sammy, Sammy Guevara, Guevara, if it were Sammy and, Dan- and Daniel Garcia, I'd be like, oh, okay, because this seems like a feud then. This feels like there could be some back and forth, but when it's 2.0, they're great. I'm not, I don't mm. want to disrespect 2.0. Anytime Matt Menard says entertainer, I entertainer. pop. Entertainer. Yeah. We got to hear him say it live last night. It's great. Um, a couple times. It was yeah. awesome. Problem is, they're portrayed as losing wrestlers. The acclaim should wipe the floor at them. Well, yeah, I know. But I, you know, this is sort of a glass half full, half empty thing. I, I see it as a bit more half full because you got Jericho potentially involved in trying to recruit the acclaimed. Um, and so that, that to me, I know it's going to end up in a feud, but their involvement with Jericho Appreciation Society, who, by the way, make good par- good points. They are very yeah, much they sports they entertainers. If it was Jericho making that those points, I'd, I'd be more intrigued. And not, who's which, not to say which, it, it, does, it won't lead to that? It could. but Which he might be doing on Rampage because we saw, um, not to be too spoilery, but the acclaimed at a match on Rampage and Jericho Appreciation Society made their presence known. Jericho's on commentary. Yeah. So if you get some vignettes with the acclaimed in Jericho specifically, then I think that, you know, your concerns would be a bit more alleviated and feel like a bigger deal. But I, I see, I see what you're saying. Like simply 2.0. Yeah. They're like, they're again, they're, they're not QT Marshall level, but they're losing wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah. And then I thought that kind of a big deal was the Blackpool combat club seemingly going full heel last night. They had they were being booed by yeah. the end of their segment with the yeah. Dark Order, yeah. and Hangman was being cheered. And I was like, okay, I can kind of I can kind of be on board with a, a heel Blackpool combat. You know club. the best part about the whole segment, the best I know part you're gonna say yeah. was so Evil Uno comes out to make the, the save for Dark uh, Dark Order, and Wheeler realizes he's in there attacking Claudio and Mox, so he gets sent, he gets sent out. And Claudio, rather than help Mox. Is on the floor ordering Wheeler to get in there. <laughs> he is ordering Wheeler to get in there to help Mox. Yeah. He's not doing it himself. I thought that was pretty funny. No, I don't want to get in there, but then he get in there. Know. Yeah, get yeah. in there. That was pretty good stuff. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then, of course, there was the announcement that thanks to an integration with uh, the Shazam movie coming up, mm-hmm. uh, which I think by the by six months from now is going to a year from now is going to be non-canon because they're got a new people coming in yeah, at probably. DC taking over. Um, but to hype up that movie, uh, they're just, for some reason they're changing the name from the AEW All Atlantic Championship to the AEW International Championship, which just seems like change for the sake of change. Is this what what it's like when I come to you and I'm like, hey man, I want to change blah 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 blah, and you're like, this doesn't really. Sometimes I just like to change things to change things. Is that yeah. what it's like? You're like, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it freshens up the title or anything. No. Well, I don't know because I thought they were going to have a new belt with it. They are, yeah. Apparently, according to Fightful, they, got, they had the new yeah. title made up a little while ago. So it's a brand new title. Taking over the old title. So it's not just a fresh coat of paint. It's a brand new thing. <sighs> okay. So what? The lineage. This is what bugs me, though. The lineage. Just sort of dis all these title defenses of Orange Cassidy, they just sort of disappear, or is it going to be like the same title that gets? It's going to be the same lineage, new title. I would guess same lineage, new title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it's the same title with a new name is what you're saying. But it's a new the belt title too. is the lineage. The but title is belt. the lineage. It's a new belt. It's not well, just yeah, a new name. The, the WWE title. They're not going to put a like sticker a, over the, uh, the, the All-Atlantic part for international, I don't think. Impact did that once, I think. I know they did. <laughs> I know they did, Steve. Um, one thing I want to bring up. I saw, I saw a, a, a tweet today that, was, that said, I'm going to paraphrase. And I apologize. I don't, I don't remember who it was from. But I thought it was an interesting point, so I'll bring it up. And if, if, if you know, whether it's someone here in chat or, or watching on VOD knows who it was, then please, uh, you know, uh, say who it was in the comments. Um, essentially, in terms of AEW's issues with momentum, mm. where you have you have Jericho and you have Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks won at Revolution. Now he's duty with Juice Robinson. Oh God! And yeah, then you okay. have Jericho who lost that feud. He's contending for a title. Okay, so this is this is now I'm I'm firmly on the half empty stuff, right? Yes. Because there is some stuff to talk about here. Juice Robinson should be nowhere near Ricky Starks. That is totally true. Well, unless it's the rest of Bullet Club coming coming to confront Ricky, right? Which In which I case, was so excited. Juice's member, I guess he should be there. <laughs> I have got the most Pavlovian response to the bullet cord to the Bullet Club chords. You know, boing, 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 and you see the logo. It's like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And then juice, and then you realize there's not really many cool people left in Bullet Club anymore. Like no. Kenta, it's like Kenta, it's Kenta and, and LP, LP, and that's kind of it. Like everybody else is kind of underwhelming at this yeah. point. Yeah, and yeah. the most is Juice Robinson. I think the only person in Bullet Club who's actually working for AW. Yeah, um, um, and, yeah. and, and, and like I get that it's probably a feud that Ricky's. It's not probably. It's a feud Ricky Starks will win, and maybe it's, all, it's only going to last all of two weeks. Mm-hmm, yeah. But you really yeah. shouldn't have him come out there and, and say, so like, I keep, this is what he says, essentially. I keep getting asked the question, what's next? Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. In interviews leading up to his match with Jericho, and I think even afterwards, he was like, yeah, if I feel like if I beat Jericho again, that puts me towards or at the front of the line for another title shot. Even the crowd was chanting MJF. Yeah. Have yeah. him come out and say my 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 sights are set on another match with MJF becoming AEW World Champion at some point, and yeah. then he gets interrupted by somebody who see actually seems like a more competitive threat to Ricky Starks than Juice Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he can say, "Hey, I just took down the guy who was you know the first face of AEW, Chris Jericho. I took him out yeah. twice. Now I'm moving on to become the new face of AEW, yeah. and then whoever also wants to make that claim, that's a little higher up on the pecking exactly. order. Juice Robinson, I know." Have Samoa Joe come out, you know. I don't I'll know be who. honest. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great idea. I thought, I swear, I thought when Juice attacked Ricky Starks, I was like, oh, okay, that's going to be a rampage match because that should be done this week. Yeah. That feud should be done yeah. this week. Just to give yeah. him something new. Sort of more striking, more striking to me in this episode when you're talking about post pay per view uh, dynamites was the lack in person of MJF. Yeah. And Jamie Hader. Yeah. Um, yes. The two world ch- champions. Jade wasn't there in person either, although Jade is existing in a weird vacuum of competition, anyways, where she said, We're going to go to Canada. So hopefully somebody from Canada will fight me next week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had a. It, in thinking back about this episode, I was like, This is like a Fallout episode. Remember the NXT Fallout episodes? Yeah. yeah. No, this wasn't that bad because we had live matches and new stuff happened. But like the world champion wasn't there. We're gonna next week. We're gonna get what his rebar mitzvah or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Which sounds cheesy as hell. Uh, Danielson was sad. He's going home. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then uh. And then and Jamie Hader was nowhere to just be found. It was there. just 
the there's outsiders like, doing their thing. You know, she yeah, the outsiders did their thing on dynamite and they did it again on rampage. I was like, oh, okay, this is their opportunity to come make the save. Mm-hmm. Although I guess, you know, if you think about it uh, realistically, well, they didn't show up during dynamite. So why would they show up during rampage? You know, if they didn't make mm-hmm, the save yeah. then why make the save later on, but whatever. Yeah. 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 You know, but, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, you'd think if they're, they're going to continue the story, I guess maybe they just wanted to focus on Ruby this week. Yeah, I guess so. And as know. far as MJF, like I, the, he's doing the rebar mitzvah. It would have been nice for him to like actually show up, but you know, he had a 60 minute match. So yeah. I guess whatever, um, uh, review King MB before we get into our, uh, uh, recap here says, I beg you guys to rewatch and react to Tony Khan's announcement about the international title match. My God, we're going to talk about that. Cause I think we both watched the, yeah. that aspect of the broadcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Level yeah, up. So we're going to, yeah. Level up. It's cause the title's going to level up, level up Shazam fury of the guts coming out soon. Level up, level up. Yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, so uh, it kicked off with All Atlantic Championship Mitch Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Um, Jay Lethal, of course, the last person to beat Orange Cassidy in singles mm-hmm. competition. Didn't quite go that way this time. I was sad when he comes out that both you know be the best friends and stay backstage and uh, and and uh, Jay Lethal's group were forced to yeah, remain no. backstage as well. I don't know if commentary said what the reason for that was. Maybe. The refs were just like, you guys are too much. You know, yeah, it's too to much one going one. on out here. We don't want to deal with it one-on-one, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, solid match, though. These two, they, they were given plenty of time. Uh, Jay Lethal's awesome. I was starting a Let's Go Lethal chant, unfortunately. The Lethal Sucks chants were uh, were too much. Yeah, too yeah, too loud. They overtook Let's mm-hmm. Go Lethal. So basically through this match, Jay Lethal is working over Orange's leg. Um, and then uh, Orange is working over Jay Lethal's arm, and it came into play during the finish mm-hmm. when uh, Lethal hits Lethal Combinations, looking for a Lethal Ejection, and his arm gives out. He gets up. Orange hits him with an orange punch to get the win. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, Absolutely. though, so uh, Jay grabs the Golden Globe, and they get him out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's yeah. distracted with, with Jay Lethal trying to uh, hit Orange Cassie with the Golden Globe. Jeff Jarrett... Mm-hmm. Comes into the ring, uh, awesome. hits uh, Orange with the stroke, mm-hmm. and then blasts him over his leg with a guitar. Yeah, and he comes over the section uh, to our left, oh, on yeah, the little man. stairway there, and poses and talks crap. And it was great. Yeah. My favorite thing about 
Jeff Jarrett. So, for example, when they were up on the ramp and like the refs were trying to keep oh, yeah. him back, Pat Butt got a little handsy and he pushed him. And whenever Jeff Jarrett, even like with Caster's raps, yeah, Jeff Jarrett has just this stare. Yeah. <laughs> like if somebody pushed him, he goes like this. Dude, the best. But <laughs> he what doesn't really act. He just stares. What preceded that was so there's a bunch of refs trying to keep him back, and he just kind of like walks around the rest and makes it starts to make a beeline for the ring. Like they're not there, <laughs> yeah, right. which cracks me up. Oh man! And then yeah. Pat buckets in front of him, and then it's so old school. It's yeah. so it's so old school. And he looks around at the crowd. It's so old school, but he's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we're uh, we're there. You know, clapping for Double J. Uh, yeah. As the rest of uh, Sacramento, who the thugs doesn't quite appreciate for Jeff Jarrett. I got it on in the year twenty twenty three. As the kids say, I got it in four K. I got that. I got him hitting the stroke. My camera going up, and you like, yeah, doing that stuff. So our vlog is going to drop over at the Friendo Club Wrestling Channel hopefully this weekend. Yeah, Uh, Uh, yeah. Then we get a video. Yes, sorry, I'll stop stepping over you. Go ahead, Steve. We see the video of Wardlow's car being broken into with his bags and the TNT title stolen. Renee uh, is with Hobbs and asks about uh, tonight. And he says, you know, let me start by saying it's unfortunate what happened to Wardlow. He lost everything. Your life is in shambles. He says, look, would that happen to me? Not in this neck of the woods. You have one thing, which is being champion. But tonight, I'm going to take that. And he did take that. He did. And then we uh, we had Ricky Stars come to the ring for a promo. He says, wow, you know, for 10 days, I spent time in California. First San Francisco, now Sacramento. On top of that, I, I beat Chris Jericho. I'm having a hell of a week. Mm-hmm. Week after week, I took down the Jericho Appreciation Society. I took down Chris Jericho. Uh, I did on TV. I did on pay-per-view, and people are asking me, what's next? But the answer is, I'm not sure. But I will tell you, the question is not what I'm going to do, but uh, where I'm going next. And then Bullet Club. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me pause there. The question is not what am I doing. It's where am I going? Oh, does that mean in Ring of Honor? Well, I don't know. That's what I was going to ask. Is what does that mean? He's going. I don't to know the top. what that means. <laughs> yeah, but couldn't he have explained that with the question, "What am I doing next?" Going to the upper mid card, hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So enter Juice Robinson. So apparently, he's going to the lower mid card yeah, now. Apparently, yeah. So Juice <laughs> comes out and hits him with like a reverse DDT, throws us some two sweets, and then uh, we go to commercial. Off, we come back. Tony Schiavone is interviewing Wardlow. He's asked, what's going on with, in, in, in your mind right now, Wardlow? And Wardlow says, I had a lot of loss recently. My buddy's uh, giving me some clothes. And he's got an FTR tank top on. <laughs> so they're still friends. So that's good to hear. So uh, he, he suggests, hey, tonight, let's make it false count anywhere. No DQ. He says, I'm still the TNT champ with or without the belt. And no one takes that from me. Hey, let me ask you something. Yeah. Having your car broken into and your shit stolen, it's a very kind of pedestrian thing, you know? Like Jericho was able to make a big joke about it because it was like steakhouse related or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But Wardlow, it just sort of made him come off like a sap. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you could have done. My buddies gave me a shirt. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, they had to grab, they had to, FT Cash had to dive into his duffel bag and throw me like yeah, a I used like, tank I wore, top. I wore this to sleep in last night, but you can have it. Um, I don't know. It was, is there like a better way if somebody gets their shit stolen? Oh, a title stolen. 
should they kayfabe that or should they just sort of keep that out of the storyline and and grab a, a replica and give the dude like oh you know what just i, I want to take this to the next level i want to level this match up so i want to i want to do a street fight and motivate his clothes that way you can give him a wardlow merch yeah. shirt yeah or no shirt. Like, why does he need a? This guy doesn't yeah, need a I shirt. I know. If I look like Wardley, you, think, you would never see me in a shirt. He would ever. do the shirt with, without a shirt. Yeah, ever. You would never see him in a shirt. You know, the only thing I think guy. of is they're trying to make him relatable. You know, you go back to the interview we did with Jr. This like, okay, we're getting rid of the Wardlow's world stuff, and let's just make yeah. Wardlow relatable. Bum ass Wardlow. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe he'll cut a promo about how inflation's hurting his pocketbook in a couple weeks. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, why are a dozen eggs $6 now? Because also, like, that little haircut of his. Yeah. Like, it's sort of, like, poofy, and it was, like, sort of hanging down. And I looked, I went over, yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. he's got the low-pressure He's got the low, the low pressure shower head. Yeah, he does. He's still, still got shampoo, shampoo in there. Yeah. It's like, bro, slick that back. Come on, you're cool, yeah, man. I know. You're a big, look, I will never relate to Wardlow because I'm not that good looking, and I'm not, I don't, my body don't look like that. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to come out and people are going to chant one of my names, you know, my only name that people know me by. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, here, 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 here. here, here. here. That's never going to happen. But here's the thing. I don't relate to him. I don't relate to him. Regardless if you're 6'3", chiseled out of muscle and and, and really handsome or kind of look like John Cena, we all have the same problems. Yeah, I know. But he's Wardlow. He's above problems. This dude's a superhero. I I guess, you know, that's really the the discussion. It's not so much I don't relate to Wardlow at all because I think in some capacity there's, there's a way you could probably relate to him. But... It's more like, should we book Wardlow as a relatable human being? Like a normal person with regular idiot problems like yeah. me. I've had a lawnmower stolen out of my car before. Yeah. It's actually happened. I, it happened You twice. had lawnmowers quite... start stolen from you twice, back to back, right? Yeah, I had a lawnmower stolen out of my front lawn, out of my front yard. And then when I went to buy the lawnmower replacement, I brought it and I just sort of kept it in my car overnight and it got stolen too. Yeah. <laughs> Lawnmower TNT now, title is not that TNT dissimilar. Title? Can it's I be the TNT dissimilar. champion? <laughs> no, the question is, should they book Wardlow like a relatable human being or as is, 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 is an unbeatable force of nature? That's the yeah, question. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dope got a kick out of that one. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, that's a true story, too. Boy, that yep. pissed me off. I remember that. I remember that. Um, so I don't By know. The way, cops Maybe. did absolutely nothing. I filled out the online form, and they're like, oh, "They don't give a shit." They're like, "We don't give two. I remember my car all. got stolen from my driveway, and I was like, "Any chance we can get this back? You're gonna find this." And they basically laughed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and like they, we found it the next day. Mm-hmm. They, did, I don't even think they fingerprinted it. Yeah, I don't do anything. So. <laughs> it's like that scene in Lebowski. I know. <laughs> yeah, and we got leads. He's like, I thought maybe you have some leads. Leads. Oh yeah, we got the whole department working overtime on it. Leads. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I don't know, man. The whole thing. It's like, golly, just make this guy a star. Like, make him look like a star. Yeah. He need like remember when he was rolling with MJF? He was like the suits. It's like you got a contract with AEW now. Get the suits back. You know, you look like a million bucks. Don't reference the the title getting stolen. Don't do any of that shit. You know, be the person I aspire to be, not the guy that might be living next door. Hey, Steve, I got my car broken into. <laughs> Sorry, Wardlow. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so next we got a Ruby Soho interview with Renee. 
Um, so uh, she uh, asked why. Why did you join the Outsiders uh, at Revolution? She, and she says, I mean, I think it's obvious. I don't think it should come as a surprise. You all created this monster. Let's run it back. My f- very first title match was a Grand Slam against Britt Baker when she beat me. These people were thrilled. Fast forward, semifinals of the Owen tournament. I faced Chris Statlander. You all love uh, Statlander, right? But after I beat her, you booed me out of the damn building. Mm-hmm. So then we get to Revolution when your favorite homegrown star, Jamie Hader, pinned me. I realized then that no one was ever to come to my defense or be mad when I lost and no one AEW was going to appreciate me. I'm not the only one. Tony Storm was disrespected since day one. Yeah, so much so that when uh, she was champion, you called her interim champion. Mm-hmm. And you begged Saray to come out of retirement. And then, as she says, you neck-bearded trolls. I think she used the term mouth breathers, too. Mm, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 turned on her at a moment's notice. We have been outcast since we started. We came to rebuild the women's division. But you can't build on a broken foundation. and So you got to destroy it all. Uh, the broken foundation of little shits in the back, the rookies in the back. You're all entitled. Speaking of which, let's bring out Sky Blue. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. match was next. Yeah. Fairly competitive bout, but Ruby Soho got the win here with a destination unknown by a little bit of, you know, a little uh, heel moves, pulling the hair. Um, and then and hit the destination unknown, got the win here. After the match, Saray and Tony come out with their cans of spray paint. Uh, Tony uh, holds <clears throat> uh, Sky Blue still as Ruby starts to paint an L. Willow's music hits. She comes out, and so Ruby's like, "Hey, uh, Soraya and Tony, just chill out. Let me talk to Willow." And uh, and but no, the talking didn't really help uh, because Tony and Soraya they leave the ring, but they come back around from behind and they attack. And then Ruby hits a no future on Willow, and then they both spray paint uh, uh, her with an L. Mm-hmm. And all raise their arms, very happy with themselves. Yes, yes. Uh, then we're in the back. Hangman is getting interviewed by Renee. He's got a black eye. He's mm-hmm. all busted up. He's got scrapes on his head. He's all busted up, man. Yeah. Um. So he asked, she asks how he's doing. Uh, he says physically, I've been better, but my mind, my heart, my soul are are fine. Uh, I let that heart inside me get black on Sunday, but I'm glad I did. And let that be a lesson. I will make you bleed. I will choke you until life leaves your body. Then ride off. I've given uh, I've given you flack for these interviews, says Renee, and I'm sorry for what you had to see. But don't blame me. After Texas death, Mox and me were finished. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad that he didn't. I'm glad that he sort of got a little bit sinister there. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad because I was kind of worried that Hangman would be like, I didn't like that part of me. It was yeah. very sad because I'm anxious and everything. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish he would have gone a little bit further, a little bit more intensity. Drop a let me tell you something, brother. You wish he would have like, danged himself onto his head and started bleeding from his, his wounds. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. That would be kind of cool. Uh, but one guy who's totally fine doing that is MJF because uh, after Revolution, they caught up with him with a post-match promo. And he was like, I just made the dragon tap out. He says, baby, I'm the devil. I got a silver ton and I got triple B. He says, now my back's not against the wall. Daddy's single in San Francisco. March 15th happens to be the greatest wrestler's birthday, so I'll waltz into Winnipeg and celebrate. Nobody's dethroning the devil. Now he's got this thing where because he has a giant lump on his forehead, he's like, look, I'm even growing horns. It's not healthy, MJF. Maybe get that looked at. Yeah. Uh, So then Shivani's in the ring and welcomes FTR. 
Got a great reception from the Sacramento crowd. Oh, man, yeah, that crowd went crazy for yep. the uh, top guys. Top guys. So uh, Cash gets on the mic first, and you know the crowd's chanting so loud, he says, you got to speak up, Tony. And so Cash says, I missed that. Uh, so we've said over and over how great 2022 was, but I want to talk about how bad the last few months have been. We lost the acclaim. We lost the guns. We lost three ti- uh, three sets of titles in about a month, and then we lost one of our best friends. Um, and then that gets some, some J chants from the crowd. Mm-hmm. He says, but we needed to step away and recharge, but I can't sit at home in a good conscious sit there and hear the guns say they're the best tag team in wrestling. You're the champions. You're the future of the division, but you're also entitled selfish little assholes. Your father gave you everything. Uh, and, and my father didn't give, you couldn't give me everything, uh, but he taught me to be respectful. So now I'm going to teach you the respect that your father didn't teach you. Mm-hmm. So then Dak says, uh, I talked about my wife and daughter. I want to switch gears and talk about y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a time when I felt unloved, you are here, you're here for me. And this isn't some raw, raw baby face speech, but damn it, I love you all. December, we closed the book on the greatest trilogy of matches in our career. Even if we didn't win, we did something special. And that moment was taken away by you, Colton and Austin Gunn. When the last moments I had with uh, one of my best friends was taken away from me by you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's time to get even. It won't be easy to beat your ass. But you got to uh, hit them where it hurts. You got to mm. beat you and finally become the AEW Tag Team Champions. You got to do this for us. You got to do it for the Briscoes. And we got to do it for y'all. Top guys out. Top guys out. Yeah. Yeah. Good promo there. Uh, after that, uh, we have Renee with Jade. So this was silent in the arena. Yeah. Uh, she says, uh, but, you know, we got the notes here. So we know what she, was said. Um, she says, uh, she mentioned her record. She's like, challenge? What's a challenge? I'm undefeated. I ran through every woman here in the United States. Since we're going to Canada, let's bring out the best in Canada. Let's see one of you whack-ass women get stepped on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what she's failing to mention is that Tony hasn't booked her to be with, like, the entirety of the other women's division, yeah. which has a lot of people that we'd love to see match up with her. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see her in person, man. I think she's a star. Yeah. And, uh, and an attraction. And uh, Sacramento didn't. Oh, my cat's getting up. Yeah, I know. That, that was pretty disappointing. We didn't get even Jade coming out to drop a promo. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like, hey, why yeah, Mr. Dope says Jade's going to. Maybe Jade's like, you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe she's already told Tony, I'm going to the Federation, man. You know, he's like, okay. Well, anyways, don't I don't know. Don't She's know. probably signed to like a really long term deal, though. That could be. That could be. Uh, next, we got Top Flight and AR Fox taking on Jericho Appreciation Society members Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Uh, really fun match. Uh, AR Fox, Dante, Top Flight. Tons of fun to watch live. Oh yeah, dude! This Holy is this shit. is ridiculous fun. Some of the stuff they do, you see on TV, you see it live. It's like, oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's watching it on TV. Like, wow, that's pretty. That's pretty spectacular. You see it live is crazy. Whenever AR Fox does that springboard, like re- inverted four fifty deal, to that's the crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, uh, there was that one dive he had on Jericho. Where yeah. he was like, and he was going straight down, and Jericho luckily sort of like grabbed him. You yeah, know, and, it's like it's like one of the Undertaker's old dives, but right, you know, Air yeah. Fox gets a lot more air. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Jericho Appreciation Society get the win here. Not surprisingly, um, Sammy uh, hits Dante with a knee. Ar hits a, a senton to the floor. That's what we were talking about. Jericho catches Darius. 
and looks for a walls of Jericho, but uh, Darius uh, reverses into a roll-up for two. Mm. Darius runs the ropes. Hager hits him with Floyd the Bat. Jericho Mm. follows with Judas Effect to Mm. get the win. After the ring, they all hug, and uh, Jericho says, what you saw, oh, no, Daddy Magic says. No, it was a cool hand Ange. Oh, that's right. He says, what you saw was the single greatest trios victory in AEW history. So do cool hand a video and uh, a favor and light the beam. I marked out for that because the Kings, which yes. are now the number two seed in the West. I know. It's pretty awesome. Which would be like the number six seed in the East because the East is like they're monsters over there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Daddy Magic says, did you know that tonight marks the one year anniversary of the Jericho Appreciation Society for over 52 weeks? The epitome of sports entertainers. <laughs> he really leaned into it he too. Really of sports, he gets his, his hand, his hand gestures going. Entertainers. <laughs> Gosh, he's so good. Gosh. Uh, so then Garcia says, uh, "After such a victory, it's only fair the Jericho Appreciation Society, the number one contenders for those trios titles." And then Sammy pipes in. Everybody's like, "Boo! You suck, Sammy." <laughs> He always looks so confused. I know. He says, not only that, but the JAS is also the sexiest group alive, baby. And then uh, what's-his-face says, yeah, I like the sexy hat. And then Jericho says, so like we said, we're deeming ourselves the new number one contenders. So House of Black, turn out your lights, do one of the greatest entrances in wrestling, and get out of here now. Lights go down. Yes. But instead of House of Black, Larson, what we get? We got the elite. Carry on, my wayward son. So Kenny's mm-hmm. on the mic, and he goes, Oh, hi, Chris. He says, you know, for three years, we stayed out of your way. You and got involved in, in, in our business. And I think that's out of respect. But when you talk about, he's about to carry on, but then Don Callis comes out and snatches the mic for him and cuts him off. Ooh, yeah. And he says, you know, Chris, everyone knows uh, it was the elite who established those trio styles. And after Revolution, after the match they put on, they are obviously number one contenders, not you guys. He says, Chris, on a personal note, you and I have been uh, friends for 33 years. I agree with those who say that you're one of the greatest of all time. Unfortunately, you're only the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. Because Kenny's from Winnipeg, too. Yeah, right. And he says, I feel like if I had a few months to train, you'd be number three. Ooh. And then uh, lights go out. Yeah. And then uh, uh, House of Black appears on the Tron. Mm -hmm. And And Malachi says, no need to fight. You're both equally as deserving to be humiliated next week. If you want these, and the lights come back up, and Steve are like, why did they cut the promo off early? It seemed like he had more to say, but no, they were there on the floor, and Malachi has a mic, and he says, come get them. It was pretty impressive how they did this live because the lights really did go out, and the, and everybody was paying attention to the screen. So there was an audible gasp yeah. when the lights come back up, and they're just there. Yeah. Come get them. So you had Brody in front of the elite staring them down, and then you had Malachi and Buddy staring mm-hmm. down the JAS. Yeah, um, yeah. And so everybody backs off. And lights come down. House of Black. They teleport out. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty effective. And House of Black got a huge pop. They got huge. a big, big pop. Yeah, huge. Pop. Yeah, would have loved to have seen a match with them live. Oh heck yeah! Uh, so after that, uh, we had Tony Khan with an announcement. So they didn't play this live in the in the venue, but nope. we watched it on level TV. up. <clears throat> level up. It's time. It's time for the level up championship. Okay. So uh, Orange Cassidy requests an open challenge against Double J next week for the title. It's a fifth and final defense on international soil. Next week, 
with Warner Brothers, with Shazam in Winnipeg. <laughs> These notes are funky. He says, next week with Warner Brothers, with Shazam in Winnipeg, and now the AEW International Championship. <laughs> they have a Jarrett, a Jarrett Orange Cassidy and Shazam mashup video play. Well, he didn't say that. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a video played. So basically, um, some sort of uh, uh, ad integration between Warner Brothers Discovery, who's releasing Shazam, and they also have owned TBS and TNT. So they uh, are doing this with uh, AEW mm-hmm. to rebrand the title, the International yes. Championship. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I guess it could be worse. It could be like you know the DC Comics Championship, which I would actually pop for, but generally oh, speaking, yeah. it's probably not a great idea. Yeah, um, or the Shazam title. I don't know. Like, if they dress up like Shazam and whoever. I know Black Adam is supposed to be the bad guy, but I think in this case it's like, I forget who's playing the bad guy. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. No clue. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Level up. They're going to level up. This this title, is is that like like the catchphrase of the the movie, level up? Maybe. Maybe the idea is when when Shazam shazams, he levels up. Right, when he shazams, he levels up from like normal kid to like Zachary Levi. Is that his name? Yeah. That guy's got, he's, 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 yeah. Anyways, Anyways, uh, after that. Let's talk about Brian Daniels. Sad, sad Brian Daniels. Yeah, man. He he, he beat the shit. Were there actual violins playing during this thing? Not, mm, I swear in my head, there's like there violin music, music like so. So he's on the floor, sitting on a floor, uh, after his match of revolution. He says, "You know, I always thought I was doing this for my kids. I wanted to teach them if you love something, fight for it." Mm-hmm. What I realized is that Max was right. My whole mm-hmm. career, uh, my whole career has been about never giving up. Mm-hmm. It's what I thought was best to fight and fight and fight. When I woke up in that LaBelle lock, my first instinct was to fight. But when I realized I couldn't feel my arms, uh, uh, and after Max said, you know, after this match, I wouldn't be able to play with my kids, and he was right. I was putting myself before my family. More than tapping out, that made me more ashamed than anything else. I think it's time for me to go home. Sorry, I forgot that I had done this. In W. Steve W., we did a Shazam yes. impersonator versus a Superman that. impersonator. I remember that. Tony V. says, TK should hire Shazam impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought this was an effective video. It was very oh, yeah. sad. It was very yeah. sad. He did a great job acting. Uh, so I guess he's just going to take a break for now. Seems like it. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the case. Yeah. Uh, so Blackpool Combat Club comes out to uh, a cacophony of yays. And then, and but they ended up leaving this match with a lot of booze. Yeah. So uh, the the Dark Order uh, and Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley and Claudio, have a match. Uh, and you know, this is a fairly competitive match. Claudio is so impressive to see in person. You and I were talking about how much he just looks like, like some sort of uh, anatomical exhibit, like uh, the muscular system. Yeah. You know, because like yeah. you could see every fucking muscle, the striation of every muscle you can right, see. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. impressive. It really uh, so, anyways, uh, the finish sees Mox um, hit a roundhouse, but Silver knocks him down, starts hammering down some shots. Mox tries for a triangle. Silver blocks it with a submission and hits some knees oh, to yeah, the head. That was great. <clears throat> that was awesome. Claudio breaks that up with some upper uppercuts and taunts Silver a little bit. Reynolds and Silver hit a double team uppercut and that crazy combo stuff they do. But Mox is able to block the stunner with a rear choke and then dump Silver with a half and half. 
Mox locks in. What is this? Uh, a Darcy choke? Yeah, something like that. Okay. And then Reynolds ends up tapping out. I think that's when you said, did Mox just invent a new finishing move? Yeah, because it wasn't the bulldog, which we were used to seeing. And he said it was like a <laughs> right. choke from a different angle. I'm like, is he just making something up here? <laughs> So anyways, regardless of what he made up, Reynolds tapped out. Oh, apparently, it's a real move. It's got a name. Or Chris Garrick's just made this name up. I don't no, know. No, I saw this referred to as that ah, elsewhere. There you go, then. So he made up the Darcy choke, uh, <laughs> named after uh, Marcy Darcy from Married with Children. After the uh, basses from Smashing Pumpkins. There you, oh, there you go, yeah. So after the match, uh, he he really locks in the choke. Didn't he like, transition to a bulldog? I thought yeah, he, he transitioned did. He put on bulldog, okay. yeah. So, anyways, they're being dicks to the Dark Order. Hangman comes out. The reps well, break that well, up. Well, actually, no, no. It's when, when Wheeler, or sorry, Uno comes down. And oh, takes yeah. Out Yuta, and that's when Claudio is ordering Wheeler to get in the ring. Yeah, beef mode comes out, man. Yeah. Freaking Uno with all that beef comes out. Uh, they go at it. So then, like, Hangman comes out. The refs break it all out, break it all down. So he, and then, so he comes to the ring. He, he tells Mox, get out of my way. Mm-hmm, yeah. He, like, says, get out of the way. I don't want to deal with you. And mm-hmm. so he looks over the ropes to check on Reynolds, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Claudio blasts him. Yeah, because he realizes that he's surrounded now. He's like, okay, are you guys going to be cool or not cool? And they end up yeah. not being cool. Yeah. Claudio, uh, uh, you know, yeah, doles out a, an uppercut there. And then. Uh, yeah, brawl breaks out. And then, and then a brawl Black breaks out. Leave, yeah. So interestingly, I just realized August 3 here, Super Chat in, our twi- in, in YouTube says, Mox never bled in that match. That's totally a heel thing. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna not be bleeding now because they're I bad guys be. because people love blood. Uh, Lord Ziffer says, uh, "Great to see you guys yesterday. Good what was your you favorite too. thing about being there alive?" He says, "Mine was getting to scissor the acclaimed during rampage." Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, Lord that's Ziffer was cool. right there on the entranceway. Yeah. Um, favorite thing about being there alive? Uh, I, I think I'd mentioned this during the pre-show. It was Jericho's promo to close the entire mm-hmm. tape because I thought it was really mm-hmm. entertaining. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're backstage. We get an acclaimed interview. Bowen says we're on the road back to the AEW tag titles, and that happens in Scissormento. Two point mm-hmm. walks up and says, "Everyone, even us, love the acclaim. You know who who else does? Jericho Appreciation Society. Entertainers." Says a little proposal. We all know, and they know that you're sports entertainers. Guys, you're sports entertainers. And so the acclaim just laugh at him. And uh, Caster says, hi, we're on TV more than you guys. Oof. Oof. Entertainers. Uh, so after that, we had our main event. By the way, before we get into this main event, I did want to point this out. Right when the show started, I posted a questions thread for members only on YouTube and for patrons. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want some questions read, go there now and ask them before we're done with this recap of yes. this match here. Entertainers. So it's false count anywhere. Wardlow versus Powerhouse Ops. And uh, so we've got garage. Yeah, starts in in the parking garage. Yeah. And they're just they're going at it. And the thing that I liked about this is they had they had this like. I don't know how like the mic system worked. I assumed it was simply camera audio, but some of the shots like when Wardlow tried to punch. I'm sorry, when Hobbs tried to punch Wardlow and Wardlow got out of the way while they were in that sort of what looked like kind of a storage unit. Yeah, Um, it was loud in the arena, like the shots, the hits. Yeah. The impacts yeah. were very loud, and it yeah, made it yeah. much more effective, I think, maybe than the broadcast. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it definitely for us watching in the arena, uh, yeah, it definitely helped hearing those impacts because we don't get the commentary, you know? And if we yeah. just saw the picture of what's happening backstage with no audio, it'd be like, what the heck? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Kind exactly. Of visceral yeah. nature. You know, like when when uh, uh, Hobbs suplexes Wardlow on the car hood or or uh, Wardlow backdropped uh, Hobbs on the on the windshield. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the audio for that. So there, they have a bunch of bits around the car. It involves a keg. Hobbs threw a keg at Wardlow. Wardlow got out of the way and busted the. They really tore up that car. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they brawl through the bowels of the arena and make their way uh, into the ringside area. Uh, Warlow puts Hobbs through a table with a swanton to the floor, which is crazy. Yeah, that was sick. And then and then power bombs him on the foot of the ramp. Yeah. Uh, and then they go up towards the stage. Um. So uh, Warlow sent him to do a power bomb off the stage uh, to the floor. Well, then QT shows up and hits him with the chair. Um, and and hits him again with the chair. He's got his QTV polo shirt on. Yeah, and so he tells Hobbs, "Get up, let's 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 grab Wardlow." So they double team powerbomb off the stage through a platform on the floor, and then rather than have Hobbs get on the, the platform and cover Wardlow, they just have the ref do a, the standing Ted count. Hobbs wins. Hobbs is a new TNT champion. Yeah, yeah, with QT Marshall back there. So yeah, had to be something like any other manager. I know. know. I know. Stokely would have been cool. Stokely would have been amazing. Would have been awesome. Name I know. I was going through my head last night. Like, who else could you have had? The dude from the embassy would have been yeah. cool. Prince Nana. Prince Nana. Yeah. Would have been cool. I, I sort of stop at Vicky. I don't know about Vicky Guerrero. She's, I, don't know I think she's on her way out, anyways. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm just like throwing out any managers there. Anybody. Yeah. No, not even have. They don't even have to be managers. No, imagine <laughs> if, he'd, if he'd start a new faction or something like that. You know, what if Joe was like manager slash wrestler guy? You know, well, that's what I thought what was, if, could potentially happen. Is Joe could yeah. get involved and cost him cost world yeah. title? What if Joe was like, hey, this is my parting shot? Whoop-ha. Yeah, yeah, that would have been sick. I felt it would have been way more effective. <gasps> Cyrus or Don Callis, whatever his name is. Yeah, Ano-, yeah. Here we go, Jonathan, anonymous raw general manager. <laughs> it was a laptop. Yeah. Okay, not Ellsworth. No. No. Not not Hornswoggle. No. Taz. That was they have history. That could have been, been cool. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert's better than QT Marshall. Yeah, I don't really want Dan Lambert on my TV though. Neither do I, but he's better than QT Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if they if uh, cause I know Scorpio Sky's been just sitting at home apparently. <gasps> that would have been cool. Yeah, that could have been cool. Brian Zane, that would have been cool. I'm down for that. Arn Anderson. Imagine if it was Arn Anderson. So uh, <laughs> that'd be sick. That'd be yeah. That would have been awesome. That would have been, been great. Awesome. Um, yeah, so after uh, this, of course, was the Rampage taping. We'll talk about that on uh, to Monday's episode. Monday, yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about our experience there. However, as a tease, and you will see this in the vlog this weekend, good old JR did rampage oh man oh and larson's reaction to good old jr had, was captured on video oh man unfortunately hold on a second unfortunately he was not at, he was not well i'm talking he was not at sauced i was no. so shocked that he was not at sauced maybe he was there earlier in the day oh man i got I sauced a barbecue like every other day of the year i got too much barbecue in me man. you want to cross JR. street to beach hut deli get some marley nachos maybe that that sounds so. I'm so hungry right now. That sounds so good. That sounds really good. Maybe I'll go there today. 
That sounds amazing. Uh, all right, man. Do you want to answer some questions? Hopefully people actually put questions Yeah, there's some here. here on the Patreon. David Matushek here says, considering that QTV belongs to QT Marshall, that's what it said on this polo shirt. Yeah. Do you think his gimmick could work? Will he be acting as Hobbs' manager? I don't know what the QTV gimmick is. I just saw the little vignettes they've been playing on TV, and it's on his polo shirt. Is it like video production news from the movie Nightcrawler? Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, what has been revealed? What is QTV? What know. has been, hasn't it just been, been, like, hasn't it just been, like, the graph, like, the logo? Yeah, it's like, it says coming soon. Yeah, yeah. So, might it was, that's, it's just, it's, it's so lame. Here's it, what I'm a, hoping. Here's yeah. what I'm hoping. This is all it is. They do a promo. QT is like, I owed you one from oh, yeah. the Stark stuff. Yeah. We're even, right? Yeah. How about you give me a TNT title shot? And Hobbs like, okay, yeah, fine. That's totally cool. And right. Hobbs annihilates him. Annihilates him, just destroys him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe Warren says, what if QTV is right-wing conspiracy stuff? Gosh. <laughs> he looks like one. He looks, kind of, he looks like some of them dudes. I'm sure he's cool. Um. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know. It does. It puts like a, dam- a damper on the whole thing. It does. You know, it, you know, if it's a sort of situation where, where Hobbs is going to be just checking him all day long, that's that's fine, I guess. And then like after a couple weeks, he just like shoves him in the dumpster and moves on with his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> QAnon TV. Gosh. Edward Morales here. Eduardo Morales, sorry, with a super chat. Says, what AEW wrestler do you want to see eat? What food during a media scrum? Come on. It's Eddie Kingston eating Reese's pie. Yes. Yes. So let's take that off the table. Might oh. be too obvious. You want JR at the scrum eating some barbecue? Oh, man. Oh, man. I love getting this meat in me. Wow, JR. That's, you're just, okay. That seems slightly innuendo-ish. Yeah. Uh, Justin Reed here says, do you think they should revert the All-Atlantic, sorry, international title uh, back to the way it was being defended outside of AEW? I like that was the cool idea. when Pac had it and he was defending it in the United Kingdom and such. I like that idea. It should be yeah. the Visa Issues title. Yeah. Whoever's having Visa Issues, send them that title, have them defend it yeah. over there until they get their Visa Issues sorted out. And then whoever else is having visa issues, they drop it to that person before they head over to when their their shit mm-hmm, is figured mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Wow, what a great idea, me. Uh, Caboose said, if they had another ready to rumble for either AEW or AEW, sorry, for either WWE or AEW, who would you guys cast in that movie as the babyface? Who would be uh, the Jimmy King? Yeah. And who would be the David Arquette character? David Arquette would play David Arquette. No need to change anything there. Yeah. Uh, have Seth Rollins play Jimmy King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an yeah. AW. Yeah, mm. Seth would be great as as Jimmy King. Yeah, yeah. Hank Gosh. Walker as David Arquette's character. <laughs> <laughs> that movie would totally work with Seth Rogen in the role. Oh, it would. Like from years ago, like twenty years ago. Gosh, who's got like a like a like a huge personality like Seth? Because like if you have MJF in that role, I'm like that's just MJF. Yeah, right. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. 
No, Ricky Starks. Uh, That's a good answer. I think Kenny Omega would be killer. Yeah, Kenny would be good. Kenny would be good because he wants something a little bit older also. Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, let's see here. We also have Alex Rivera says, seemed like the ending was underwhelming, not just at home, but in the arena. Any truth to that? Yeah, the crowd yeah. was underwhelmed by QT Marshall. Yeah. Because it was also like, you want a big shock ending like that not to mill about. And that ending totally like, it just it was just like too clunky and long. Like he had the chair and he just held it there forever. And then he hits him with it. And then he had the standing tank out instead of the pin. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so he's just, they're just going to, they just yeah. waited around for the victory. It should yeah. be something more boom, 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 decisive. Definitive, yes, and decisive. Yeah. And like the crowd was firmly behind Hobbs winning. Like Wardlow got basically, when his music started playing, got no reaction. Right. And then after the, the cameras went off, we should have mentioned this. Wardlow dropped a promo. They QT Hobbs, dropped Hobbs, a promo. Hobbs. And Hobbs. Sorry, yeah. Hobbs. Yeah. Wardlow, they, they, he went to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Hobbs and QT were in the ring. QT says, you know, uh, we're going to go to a city that doesn't suck, San Francisco. And people are like, yeah, okay, whatever. We don't even like you. Go away then. And then we just wanted to hear Hobbs talk. And yeah. Hobbs, Hobbs dropped, you know, a heel promo on us. He wasn't giving us any love. And it was awesome. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then they, and then they left. Yep. 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 Uh, let's see here. Uh, Shock Charisma says, was there any funny or interesting things that the people watching at home didn't get to see. So I kind of mentioned some things. Tony Khan introed the tapings. Uh, we got to see lots of uh, local NorCal wrestlers. Unfortunately, nobody that uh, currently works uh, Action Coast. But that's something for the next time Sacramento yes. comes along. Um, we did see we did see a couple. We saw like Jordan Blue in attendance, but mm-hmm. she didn't have a match. Mm-hmm. Um, she works Action Coast. Uh, Levi Shapiro, who's been yeah. out here forever, he had a match on Darker Elevation. Yeah. Jack Cartwheel had a couple matches. Mm-hmm. Um, Starboy Charlie had a match or had a couple matches. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple people from Best of the West, I noticed. Yeah, some um, uh, people from SPW. Yeah, some people from well. SPW so. were there. So everybody in NorCal except for Action Coast were really represented. Um, but that's you know something we're gonna work on. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, to end the, the entirety of the tapings, including Rampage, at the very end, Jericho Appreciation Society did a pretty entertaining, you know, heel promo on us. It was they were like, "What does like the beam mean, anyways?" You know, it was pretty funny. It was good. Yeah, stuff. it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, B Man here asked Trish and Lita returned for Mania tag match. Uh, he says, "I think Jade will be challenged by Lufisto next week in Canada. Mm. Which former Impact Knockout would you like to see return the company for another run?" A It'd be cool if, uh, if Gail Kim could go another run. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Uh, ODB. Oh, that's a good answer. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. That'd be neat, yeah. It's like the only names I really know. Uh, all right, anyways, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, tonight on the Twitch, we're doing the Smash Zone at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Should be a lot of fun. Zondo says, did either of y'all sing last night? I sang the Judas theme. You did. I knew all of like three sentences, maybe. Well, you know of the chorus, and that's kind of the most important part. Right, exactly. But everything else, and that was captured on vlog as well. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.